welcome to the Nutrition Rundown podcast. Today I've got Jack Kunzel on. Uh, really exciting to have him. He has recently come off the Denali FKT. We've been catching up a little bit about where he's at currently in Boulder, Colorado. He's talked a lot about this effort. Uh, as you can imagine, he's been on quite a few podcasts, so I'm not going to get too much into Denali details with him. He just recently got off uh, the Evoke cast with the company we both coach for, Evoke Endurance. So check out the Evoke cast with Scott Johnston. He gets into uh, the, the efforts itself quite a bit. Uh, but in this podcast, obviously it's nutrition based. So I really want to talk about what Jack eats on a daily basis. Uh, he's, he's talked a little bit about supplementation in the past. So I'm going to see what's going on there with his current supplementation routine and also, you know, what, what he did for, for Denali. So, uh, welcome Jack. Thanks for being on, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Jesse. So, yeah, I, I know that, you know, following you a bit, you, you get a lot of questions about, you know, nutrition and what you're, what you're doing and how you're eating and, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You've been vegetarian now for, for a bit. Yeah. Since, uh, August of, uh, 2021. 2021. Um, is that mostly for like performance reasons or is that more environmental if you don't mind me asking, I know it's kind of a personal. Yeah, question. yeah, I'd say it's I'd say it's primarily I'd say it's primarily ethical, uh, mm-hmm. just because I've always I've always you know liked liked animals, and uh, I think if if I had to like slaughter all the the meat that I ate, then I would probably have a different view on it. And then you know factory farming, I think there's certainly ethical ways to eat meat in the U.S. Uh, whether it's you know I don't know rescue food or or it's. Uh, you know, meat that's been either hunted or, or raised well, but, uh, I, you know, I can't afford to do that. So for me, it's just the, the easy button is just to go vegetarian. And then yeah, in addition to that, yeah, the environmental reasons. And then, uh, yeah, I was kind of willing to experiment with it. I've always kind of like played with my diet and, uh, you know, I know like Scott Jurek is, is vegan and Jim Walmsley, I think is vegetarian. And pretty sure Killian is, is vegetarian, maybe a little bit of fish, um, occasionally. So that was kind of, uh, that was kind of my motive. And I mean, it's, it's, it's worked, it's worked well for me. So, yeah. So did you, was it, was it a hard adjustment? Do you feel like you were able to just perform as well, if not better in, in, in transitioning? Did you have to make a lot of switches or was it pretty straightforward for you? No, it was, it was, it was extremely straightforward. Uh, I had been at the time, I just kind of like slowly, I mean, at the time I was probably eating like meat for lunch and for dinner, uh, to some degree. And there was at one point I just tried to go, you know, cold, cold Turkey and, uh, just cut meat entirely out of my diet and just like go completely vegan. And like that, that did not work mainly cause I was just trying to eat like beans and stuff. Like it was, didn't really make a lot of sense. And so I, uh, I went back and. I just kind of took a different path and I just slowly kind of eliminated meat. You know, I cut it down to one meal a day and then it was every other day. And then all of a sudden I was like, I I don't, I don't need this anymore. And I just, I just chopped it entirely. And I haven't had, I haven't had any issues. I mean, um, I think my concern kind of was getting enough protein, but, uh, I mean, I would love, I, I, yeah, I don't really quantify how much protein I get, but I haven't, I haven't had any issues. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Cool. Interesting. What would, what's interesting and I, I'd like to think about is like 
whether this would have worked earlier in my kind of like running career or, you know, because like, I think now when I train, like the level of muscular damage is just less because my body is just so used to it. And I wonder if I had gone vegetarian when I first started training, if that would have worked as well for me, if like the protein needs were kind of like higher or if my protein needs were, were higher, I guess is the base question there when mm-hmm. I first started training a ton versus now when my body's like pretty used to it and the level of like muscular, you know, degradation or whatever that happens, you know, run to run is probably much lower, I'm guessing. Um, mm. So, yeah, no, it's funny because. You know, there's a lot of people in the plant-based community, you know, I'm vegetarian myself that, you know, protein, it's totally fine and like easy to get on a vegetarian diet. But like, if you're transitioning, it, it takes work to get that much. And like, I, tr- I track what I eat from time to time. And like, it's not as straightforward. Let's just be clear that me eating meat makes it a lot easier to hit those protein levels, unless you're like really aware and cognizant of what you have to replace so you know that's that's good that you think about that and you know i know you're very very like data driven and looking at history and writing things down of previous training and everything like that have you have you ever kind of tracked what you eat and and seen just just curious like what what your macros are like or micronutrient intake anything like that yeah i wish no no i have i i haven't like my my kind of like my kind of weird evolution that I had was, uh, when I, when I was in college, I was like super small and I was like going into the Navy. And so, uh, I was really trying to put on a lot of weight. And so, uh, I put on, you know, I went from like, I went initially from like 150 to 175. And then I went to like this, you know, seal, the seal officer, like assessment and selection, uh, that was like, May of 2016 and they told me they're like hey like if you want to go like you have to get bigger and I was like six one six two one seventy five at the time and I told them I was like look I'm eating as much as I can I can't eat any more food and they're like well just like make it happen and so from like you know May to December I put on like 40 pounds and like I thought it was all muscle but it was definitely a lot of fat so uh you know I have kind of like and then you know, gradually as I transitioned to running, there was a time where I was restricting calories a fair bit, but I've always just done it more kind of like less quantitative and, uh, more just kind of intuitively. I mean, it's probably not the, you're definitely not the most scientific way to do it, but, uh, no, I, I wish I had numbers and I wish I, I kept track of it, but I really just try to eat, eat intuitively. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and, and when I do it kind of experience soreness, uh, especially like when I'm transitioning from like skiing to running, like that's when I really do in- increase my protein intake a bit. Uh, yeah. so no, just curious, just yeah. curious. Yeah. It's, it's hard to, it's, it's quite, quite annoying, but I mean, there, it, it is good to see the numbers from time to time. I certainly don't do it as, as often as I should, but, uh, yeah, you mentioned, we've talked before about you trying to like cut weight and you said that you would just kind of like get injured when you try to cut too much weight because, you know, for runners, myself included, like, <laughs> we're not like, we're not necessarily big. I mean, I think you're, you've got more weight than I do. And you said you're six, two. Yeah. Like six, one, six, two. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you're, you're pretty tall. And like, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm five eleven, and like one sixty five, one seventy is my running, like mostly oh, wow. maybe one sixty. I've gotten down to one sixty once and my body really didn't like that. So I just, yeah. I don't think I have the, like, 
my phenotype may just not be the type that can get that low and i'm okay with that and it seems like you've experimented with that a little bit like do have you found kind of the place do you have a strategy of like kind of not really caring about weight and maybe putting a little on during off season and then trying to trim down or is it just kind of an unconscious like wherever my body is is where it is yeah yeah that's that's basically what it is so basically like when I first started, I was lifting a ton when I started to transition to running. So I weighed about 205. And at that time, I basically, uh, I was deployed at the time and just like, you know, eating generally the same thing every day. And so I just made a note of what I was eating every day. And then I just like slowly started eating less, uh, just in a very, you know, kind of like a looking, you know, it, it was a poor way of quantifying it. But that's that's basically what I did. And I found I got down to 180 I lost 25 pounds relatively easily. And then to get below 180, I felt like I really needed to restrict calories much more. And uh, yeah, I repeatedly got injured and it was just like random stuff. It was just like random overuse injuries that, you know, I mean, it was like Achilles and knee pain and piriformis syndrome and just kind of it all kind of happened. And I probably got down to like 170 ish and, uh, and then once my running season ended in 2019, I was like, okay, I'm just going to, I'm just going to kind of eat intuitively and see what happens. And I kind of, I kind of come up to like 180 to like 184 and I just, yeah, I just sit there. I don't, I don't mess with that anymore. What's, what's interesting. And I'm, I'm sure you could provide more context to this. That is what I've noticed is it seems it's like I could eat, <clears throat> let's say 4,000 calories per day. And I mean, I'm totally guessing. And like that would cover my needs totally fine. And I could eat, you know, like. 3000 calories per day and I wouldn't lose any weight. I would just like have less energy and just like perform <laughs> poorer. Um, but like I wouldn't actually experience any weight loss and then to, to like get weight loss, I'd have to go like way down. Um, and so I, I find sometimes like I'll, I'll, uh, accidentally kind of like dip into that, uh, into that zone where I'm just like, you know, I'm not losing any weight, but I just don't have enough energy. Um, yeah. and I'm just like performing poorly. So, um, yeah, it's it's something I I used to be more concerned about, and uh, I just kind of I just care less and less about it now. I mean, um, but uh, I think because I am bigger, I think like yeah, things like the you know, Manitou incline maybe a little bit like harder for me, like super short stuff like that. But uh, other than that, I don't I don't really think it affects me all that much. So yeah, I mean that's what's cool, man. It's like it clearly doesn't and you know, I think people get too caught up on, on the weight and some people, you know, you're beating Killian's records. I, I'm just guessing I would imagine he's like 130, 135 or something. So you've got like yeah, yeah, yeah. 50 pounds on him and you're like coming after his records. So that just goes to show like, and, and I'm sure a lot of that is muscle. And it's really interesting looking at your background of like kind of building up a very strong base of muscle and then kind of coming down from that you probably have a lot of healthy muscle mass i would imagine too and although muscle mass as a runner can you know there it's so oxygen intensive that you know mm. maybe too much is a bad thing but clearly you know that all obviously can be good for longer efforts too i imagine so yeah that's interesting i was just curious to know you know how, how that's gone for you historically but yeah I just think people obsess too much about getting getting lower weight, and and I think that can be a big cause of injury and a big cause of just not feeling good and not performing at your best. Yeah. And 
Um, so yeah, that's, that's good to, good to hear for sure. Uh, as far as, yeah, like supplementation, I know you're big, uh, I mean, at least it seems that way They you said like Huberman says they should have this. So I'm going to go off of Huberman. Uh, so just like, it sounds like you've got a pretty like extensive supplement regimen, but I could be wrong. Like what, what is your, is it kind of just hit and miss or is it like a daily, what's, what's your daily go-to? Yeah. So honestly, I've like. It's, it's funny. So basically what will happen is, so yeah, linked in my Instagram bio, I have a list of everything I was taking at a, at a certain time. And, um, I mean, it's, it's a poor way to do it because like some of the effects probably could be, you know, on the, you know, you're talking fractions of a percent probably and, uh, to like performance or anything else. So it's probably stuff. I mean, it's, it's, there's like, it seems like a lot of like, you know, Coop and like other big coaches are kind of like very dismissive of most supplements. So, um, so basically what I'm getting at is like, there are times where I'll go and I just like, we'll get lazy or I'll go on a trip and I just like, won't take anything. And it really seems to make absolutely no difference. <laughs> so, yeah. um, yeah, I mean like the big ones that I think, I mean, I don't know. I probably get enough omega threes from food, but like, uh, omega threes, I, I do, I, I do think are, you know, I mean, I do still take omega threes. I do still take glucosamine. Um, and I'll take, you know, like, uh, some magnesium supplements, uh, before I go to bed. And then I'll take like zinc and that Tonkat Ali kind of like herb just for like testosterone. Um, yeah. and that's, that's pretty much, uh, I'm trying to think of anything else. That's pretty much all that I'm, all that I'm taking right now. And I mean, and God knows, like, I, I mean, I really don't know if it, if it honestly makes all that much of a difference. Um, but I mean, it, yeah, it doesn't, yeah, I mean, try there was, see. yeah. Yeah. I mean, I imagine, yeah, yeah. I, I was certainly, so, I was, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say I was taking, I was taking vitamin D. I mean, another one, uh, but like vitamin D, like now I get so much sun exposure, I think it's fine. And then, uh, mm -hmm. iron, and vitamin C was one I was taking paired, uh, and I'll continue. I'll I'll resume doing that once I go back to spending more time at altitude. I'll probably start. I mean, I should probably be taking vitamin C and iron right now, like transitioning from ski season to run season. Uh, but I just I just have kind of dropped off on that. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, a lot of those make sense too. Do you just do the algae, algae DHA EPA for the omega threes, or you just do fish oil? Um. I have uh, flaxseed. Flaxseed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Some nice ALA. Yeah. I, I figured it wasn't fish oil, but a lot of people say vegetarian and do fish oil. So I was just curious on that. And, uh, <laughs> you know, all good. If so, no, I have no done problem. that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, as far dude, you've been living in your car, in your camper. How long has that been going on? Uh, it'll be four years in October. Four years. That is so impressive, <laughs> man. That is so impressive. Like seriously. And like talk about a low carbon footprint too, like being environmental. That's, that's amazing. But is it, well, I don't know. Well, because this I mean, thing, no, this thing I mean, burns so if, much damn gas holding around. Yeah. But oh, yeah, still though, dude, still, it's gotta be way less than what people are doing in the house. But like, yeah, you know, it's quite possible cooking and getting i mean do you are you able to cook a lot or you just kind of do like heating up pre-made how, how do you manage that yeah so 
Uh, I recently read, I was, so I recently read, uh, Jurek's book, you know, Eat and Run. Um, and like, I wasn't really a huge fan of like that 2000s, like ultra running kind of like mindset and literature, but I, I did really enjoy the book. And, um, so he kind of like inspired me to like get a blender and also, also it's like so hot here in Colorado right now. So I got a blender. So I've been making way more, uh, smoothies, which I've been, I've been pretty happy with, but generally, what I did over the, over the winter and what I've continued to do, but especially over the winter is I would just make like two, I would cook like two pounds of, uh, brown rice and, um, and then I would just have it over the next couple of days with like, uh, kimchi, uh, tofu. And that's, that's pretty much it. And I, I had that, I had that for two meals a day for like five months straight. <laughs> um, and, uh, and oh, then on boy. top of that, like once a day, once a day, I'll take like, I have like this 12 inch skillet and I'll just like mound it. Like, I don't know what, like three or four inches deep in mixed greens. And, uh, then I'll just like add like tomato and bell pepper. And, um, yeah. I have that, uh, I'll have that like once a day or I'll do like a yeah. big thing of broccoli. Um, so that's like, that's like pretty much uh, my diet. And then addition, like, then just like whole grain, kind of like some whole grains, like cereal and, or like, you know, bread and banana and almond butter sandwiches. I mean, that's, that's pretty much, you know, what I'm kind of, what I'm kind of doing right now. And I like, oh, and I eat a ton of perfect bars. I eat so many perfect bars. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, no, I mean, honestly, which is, man, you know, just a nut butter. Yeah. Just, just, I mean, just the purity of that, I think is first off a benefit, you know, there's not Mm. a ton of, there's a, there's probably enough variety where it's okay. And you're just not eating a ton of processed junk, which I think in and of itself is huge that most people who have the convenience of cooking are actually doing just a ton of microwave stuff. So, and honestly, smoothies Mm. doing that often, like that's, that's a great way to pack in tons of nutrients. There's, I don't think there's anything wrong with doing a ton of smoothies and, rice is kind of a carb base and then just kind of going off of that uh yeah really interesting and i I've, I've, I've worked with some people actually who are in your situation and sometimes i'm like it's just like bulk prep you know is, is the best way i can mm. imagine doing it just cooking a ton at once when you're maybe at a place or in, in your uh camper and then just having having it there as a base you know a bunch of potatoes and sweet potatoes and rice and so yeah that that all that all yeah. makes a lot of sense uh, and then as far as like, do you, do you, do you like eat out much or is it pretty much just all at your, your place? Do you, do you go out much to, to yeah. restaurants or? Yeah. So I kind of allowed myself when I first got back from Denali, uh, I spent like, I had like two weeks where I probably ate, uh, at Kava like every single night. Um, I don't know if you're, if you've been there. <laughs> I have not. No. Oh, really? It's just like a, I don't know if they have them in Salt Lake, but it's just like a, it's like a Chipotle. It's like, think like nicer than a Chipotle, but I mean, it's just like counter serve bowl place, but yeah. it's like Mediterranean and it's like fantastic. Oh, it's like so that good. good. That sounds good. It's really so good. good. So yeah. I, I was doing that. I was doing that like a lot, but I mean, it's just, yeah, financially it's just, you know, it just gets expensive and like. Um, you know, I, I mean, I think I probably eat as much as like probably two, you know, normal median Americans, I imagine. I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's just like, just like the volume of food is just kind of extreme. And so like, 
when yeah. you eat out, like it's just gonna get really pricey. Yeah. So for sure. Yeah. No, it makes sense. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Our, our calorie demands, especially yours. I, I can't even, and you know, for what it's worth, our watches are always overestimating. A lot of studies have shown that, but still we're burning so many calories, especially yourself. Mm. And just to recover from the deficit off of Denali must have taken a lot of calories to just feel like good and recovered. Uh, but yeah, talking about Denali a little bit, you, you mentioned to Scott that you pretty much relied on just Morton. Is that your kind of go-to for your efforts is almost just always the powder in the water and that's, that's it. Yeah. Especially it'll at altitude, I can imagine that it's hard to even first food is going to get hard. Even like soft, like gummies are going to freeze probably. And I know you, you mentioned that you have like the naked waistband to keep your water from freezing, which makes a lot of sense. It's smart, but like mm -hmm. any gels or anything like that, unless it's in your belt, I'm sure there's a big likelihood of it freezing unless it's like inside a coat, which would be a pain to get to taking out your gloves. So like the all, all liquid approach makes a lot of sense. Is that typically what you do all the time? Yeah, I think, I think that's like my ideal is, is the liquid. Um, it just can be hard. Like, on a lot of these efforts, like I don't want to take the time to like pull the powder out and put it in a bottle. So like when I raced the Bob, it was a lot of, it was a lot of liquid. Um, and then when I did something unsupported, uh, like the Tranter round, which I did like right before the Bob, it was a lot more gel because I didn't want to stop and have to add powder to bottles. And so a lot of times if I'm doing something that's unsupported and I'm starting with liquid, I will start with, um, you know, Morton or Tailwind. And then I will switch to all gels or, uh, there are times like on the Tranter, um, I started with, I think I started with like 500 milliliters, but at one point on the course, I'd need a liter and a half. So I took three soft flasks. I put Morton in all three of them. And then, uh, two of them were just empty though of water. I just like sucked all the air out. So then later I could just add water to them and just shake them. And they already had the Morton in there. So, um, mm. But yeah, that's that's kind of my preferred is is like the Morton liquid and uh, yeah, and then the Morton gels uh, when kind of like things are more unsupported. Yeah, and I also I also like uh, cliff cliff shot blocks too. In addition to that, mm -hmm. yeah. What about electrolytes? Were so. you do you, are you doing that as well? Because I know Morton it kind of comes lower as far as like versus Tailwind. Are you doing sodium a different way? Yeah, yeah, I have, uh, I have just like, uh, I think just like succeed, succeed or succeed, or you know some some sort of salt caps, um, yeah. and that's that's one thing I'm still trying to figure out. Um, I don't know if getting sweat tested is is really worth it. Uh, I just I don't know. It's just it's just it's just tricky for me to kind of like get the salt stuff right. And like, fortunately this, this summer, this whole year, it'll be pretty easy. Cause like, you know, the, the stuff I'm racing is either short or it's like quite cold. Um, so, uh, I'm not like sweating, you know, a ton. Um, yeah. so, but yeah, typically I'll do, I'll do salt caps. Yeah. 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 No, that makes sense. Yeah. It's always tricky. I, I still think I, I recommend that investment. It's like one ninety through the company. I recommend oh, really? doing it through and it does take a lot of the guesswork out. It is, it is pretty expensive though, just for the one test it's, you know, it's tricky depending on 
just seeing how much you sweat in general i'm i'm i myself am just in general a very high sweater heavy sweater so i feel mm. like i'm always a little little behind on the salts and stuff so my go-to is typically tailwind and curious to know like do you notice a difference from morton versus tailwind obviously the price points are very different in those two products yeah. so like <laughs> yeah yeah do you see much of a difference because i see that yeah, if you're using it i'm assuming you do but is is it is it substantial between those two no so i i, I will say that like between for the gels, I think the Morton is a good way to go for me. I, I do prefer those, but for the liquid, I, I I bet I could be I'd be probably be just as fine using Tailwind. Like I have a pretty mm-hmm. tough stomach, um, and I think I think Tailwind would would probably be would probably be totally fine. I just haven't really. I mean, I'll, I'll like sometimes I'll just do like fifty fifty Morton and Tailwind, and Tailwind is fine. Like I like Tailwind, so um, mm-hmm. yeah. No, it's more just like a laziness and. Yeah, no, it, it it would yeah. Yeah, you know, I was just curious to know if there's you know, obviously a lot of high names <laughs> pro names are using Morton, so it's like, oh, is it worth I mean, it's crazy how much Morton is. So just yeah. comparing the two, I'm curious to know from, from asking people just if there's a, a, a huge difference or not. Uh so that is interesting. I think uh, I think with the liquid Yeah, oh, again, yeah. I think the liquid is it's it's a it's I would say with the liquid it's it's a little bit more it's probably negligible uh I don't know I really I mean my stomach again is pretty tough the reason that, but I do find the Morton gels are are better uh just because I mean the biggest thing for me is they just don't stay in your mouth at all um and I just mm-hmm. I hate that with with other gels you know they stay in your mouth and it's just like gross and um sure. you know I think sometimes GI issues and like I I get fatigued of them much sooner whereas the Morton gel just I don't it's just yeah I find it much better huh yeah interesting i think i've tried morton gels once i just tried the powder just got the powder so i'm interesting to interested in trying that uh you also mm. mentioned that you had obviously like you, you said that you only had like a couple drinks last year but you're planning on just dropping alcohol altogether. uh i think that's mm-hmm. really like cool because i i mean i think it's a like the elephant in the room like let's be real like for athletics alcohol has an effect and i think a lot of people don't yeah. want to really address that and i mean i i i have beers from time to time for sure and i'm i'm guilty of it but my awareness of it affecting performance i mean it, it affects your if anything else it's something that's going to affect your sleep and so and sleep being such a good recovery yeah. tool you know even one to two drinks are, are, are going to affect your sleep so I'm just curious to know, is that like something that you plan to just continue to do? Have you noticed you just feel better overall? What, what have your results been there? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's tough to say because, uh, I don't know if it was, yeah, it's, it's tough for me to say. It's just like one of those things where I've never really loved drinking and I don't like paying for alcohol. And so it was just something easy for me to just be like, you know, no, I'm just not going to do it. And it just, I, like, it's less, cause I know the data, like you, it really seems like when like a lot of wearable electronics kind of came out, like there was data that came out where it really affected your sleep. And, and so I was just like, fuck it. Like, I, I'm just gonna, you know, just like not worry about it anymore and just like not, uh, not consume it. But you know, there was a moment back in, uh, 
you know, 2021 where, you know, I'd go on a run and I'd come back and I'd, I'd have a beer and, um, you know, I, I really don't know, like having a beer, like three or four hours before bed. Like, I feel like all that alcohol probably should be metabolized by the time I go to sleep. So I don't really know if that was affecting me at all. Um, but for me, it's like, I've, I've never really enjoyed alcohol all that much. So it was just something like, I was like, okay, I'm just not gonna, I'm not gonna think about this anymore. I'm just not gonna drink. Um, yeah. So, oh, that's yeah. awesome. If if anything, it's just it's just easily it's just easier mentally. Um, and yeah, just yeah. to say I'm so. not gonna do it. It's yeah. There's no decision making. I'm I'm good. I'm not doing that. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And I I just I feel like there's people are looking for those one percent, two percent gains, and it's like let's let's address that. I think that's a huge one. And like you said, if you do have it, you know, the farther away from drinking, the better, or from sleeping, the better. But yeah, I just, you know, I see a lot of stuff of like, it turns out drinking's okay for athletics and like this much is probably okay. And sure, it probably is. But if you're looking for heightened performance and everyone is different in their sensitivity to it. But I think overall, if, if that's what people are investigating, what they can do better. I think, I think that's one of the first things before really even looking into supplements, really looking into their diet overall. Like that's, that's a huge part of it. And that's, that's definitely something I, I talk to people about, uh, just cause yeah, it's, it, it's dehydrating. It doesn't help with sleep. It's yes. Yeah, it's a kind of a waste yeah. of money. If you think about it when you're, when yeah. you're I mean, dude, I can't even imagine with, with the schemo gear, all the gear you have to get, you know, it, it makes sense that, you know, you don't, you don't want to spend money on things like that. So, um, well, awesome, man. I appreciate, I appreciate you being on and I'm sure like upcoming events it's, you know, you're, you're obviously got it pretty dialed and I think your nutrition regimen makes a lot of sense to just like pack in the micronutrients with smoothies. And, you know, it sounds like you're just right back to training hard and I'm, I'm really excited to see what else you can do. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I do, I do wonder, you know, to what extent it, it, it makes a difference, you know, cause I, it is just incredible. Like, I, I mean, I, I had friends in college who just like lived, off of like French fries and pizza and like never ate vegetables. And you're like, like, I always wonder like, how does that, how can you survive doing that? Uh, it's just kind of impressive. Um, so I, I do, you know, I have been, I, you know, I have been, you know, quite, quite good with, with injury. You know, I, I've kind of stayed, you know, pretty healthy and, uh, uh, you know, I feel like I adapt to training and recover well. And I mean, I do, I do accredit it you know, to diet, but I don't really have a lot of data to kind of support that. But, um, you know, I, I felt, I felt like I really resonated with a lot of things that Scott said in this book. So no, I think it is, I think it is, it is like super, super important. Um, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree. And it's, I think it is one of those things that, you know, people are so focused in training, but there, there's a lot to look at in the nutrition realm. And, you know, I think people yeah. can get away with, with, uh, less than optimal diet more in their 20s for sure but as i think as you get into your 30s and 40s and your your enzymes stop to drop off a little bit you know your your genetics mm -hmm. uh make things a little bit harder in digestion assimilation i do think it starts to become a bit more important and 
yeah, the things I could do in my twenties and the things I could eat, I, I just don't know if I could get away with now at, at 30. I mean, you're still in your twenties though, right? What's your 26, 27? Yeah, I'm 27. Yeah. 27. Yeah. yeah. Man, you're, <laughs> you're in a good place. You're in a good place doing what you're doing already. <laughs> that is solid 10 plus years left. So it'll be exciting to see what you can do. And yeah, it's a, fun field to be in both both coaching and working in nutrition to to help people get as dialed as possible so thanks for your input i'm sure it's been helpful to to the listeners and uh yeah excited to see what uh what you can do going forward so appreciate your time man and thanks thanks for coming on yeah no problem yeah thank you no that's a cool topic Hello, jack appreciate it